0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Dads on the Rocks podcast. I am your host, Freddie Moss, but for the next 30 days, I'm going to be known as the guy who forgot to move the elf and scrambles to do it before the kids wake up. Uh, Yes, Thanksgiving is over, the leftovers are gone, and Santa Claus has ushered in the Christmas season at the end of the Macy's Day Parade. Christmas time is officially here. Uh, Today's guest is a guy I've actually never met before and I have next to no knowledge of, which I hope to change that right now. He co-hosts a podcast called Christmas Time in the City, which, just like this one, is also available on most podcasting apps. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Sisley. Chris, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. As with every show, we start with a toast, so I'm going to start tonight. Since I have never done that before, it's Christmas time, let's do something new. Uh, Tonight, I am having one of my recent favorites, Tito's and Green Olives. That's what I'm having tonight. Chris, what about you?
1: Well, I uh, scavenged around in our fridge and found a Rogue Pumpkin Ale. This is a Blue Point Mother Pumpkin Ale in a nice little koozie there from somewhere. I don't know.
0: Very nice. Um, And actually, while you're at it, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and anything that they might want to know to help them get to know you?
1: Sure. Um, I'm 40 years old. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I've lived here for about 11 years or so before that we, my wife and I lived in Orlando and then we lived there for about eight years. And then before that we are both from South Florida. I'm originally from Chicago, but moved to South Florida when I was two ish. And that's more, I, I have a, I have a son. That's why I'm on. He's <laughs> a two and a half. And yeah, he's a ball of energy.
0: Um, there's a couple of things that I want to get into, especially with like the uh, having a two and a half year old. But number one, it's funny that you mentioned that. Folks, like I said, I've never met Chris. I know nothing about him. So I'm getting to know him as well. My dad moved to South Florida from Chicago when he was two. Um, so that's that's pretty funny. That's a funny coincidence. Um, I personally live in South Florida as well. I've been to Orlando several times because my wife eats, sleeps, and breathes Disney. So I've been up there several times, but I do live in South Florida. I've never lived up there. Um, so that's funny. I didn't know that you lived in South Florida. I know that we have a mutual friend Justin banks mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of how this whole thing came came to be. but but I didn't know that I didn't know that you lived in South Florida before.
1: Yeah, I've known Justin since I think middle school, maybe oh, okay. even elementary school a little bit, but mostly middle school on. okay he was nice. he was he was my best man in my wedding.
0: Oh, was he really? Oh okay, cool. And I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, living in New York and a little bit about that. Uh, later on but first you've listened to the show before uh, we always start with a uh, parenting topic and I like to have my guests choose the topic something that they'd like to talk about regarding parenthood so take it away.
1: Yeah well uh, it's been a weird couple years obviously there's no reason to go into too much detail we've all know what's going on. Um, I, my, I'm a chef by trade but a few years ago I decided I didn't really want to do line cooking or working in restaurants or anything. So I switched over to uh, culinary education. So I was I was teaching uh, recreational classes and special events at a culinary school in Manhattan and having a pretty good time with it. And then it was what what would happen would be people would come in, like law firms would do team building exercises, or uh, they would surprise like their someone's grandmother for like an 80th birthday, like the whole extended family showing up for like a cooking class. Or it would just be like wrestlers doing a WWE cooking show pilot. It was was all kinds of different things no matter what day of the week it was. So it was all kinds of fun stuff. But eventually March 2020 came and my job got pretty much eliminated for temporarily eliminated. So I've been out of work since then, which has been fine because we had my wife and I had discussed uh, our two options for having a kid here in the city. We don't have any family here for the most part. I have a couple rogue Cousins, I live uh, in Manhattan, but Manhattan's way too far to see anyone. Uh, so we we decided either I could go to work and we could get childcare which would cost more or less all I would be uh, making, or I could just stay home and just pick up part-time and freelance stuff. So that's what I I was planning on doing anyway. So when the pandemic and everything started happening, we were already in a position to kind of be okay with everything. So it it felt a little bit smoother for us than I'm sure it did for other people. But uh, yeah, I was prepared. And at that point, I was already staying home with him while she was working.
0: Yeah, that seems to be uh, the case that I've I've seen with uh, quite a few people. Is my sister, for example, she decided to be a stay-at-home mom instead of going back to work. She had been in her job for I think 15 years as a supervisor uh, in communications, and she's like, you know, my paycheck is going to go strictly to childcare. Might as well raise my own kid. So it's it it makes sense to you know do it that way and have. And, and be in the house instead of having somebody else raise, raise a child for you. So my wife and I are lucky enough to be able to alter our schedules to where we're both home every day except one day of the week. And we have grandma to to take the kids the one day a week, which she's she's a little bit older, but she's able to take care of the two kids. So luckily, that's it's not too much of a strain on her. And, and we're really lucky to have that, that kind of support system as well.
1: Yeah. So I think the thing that we're kind of weighing with now, now that she, my, my wife she works for a nonprofit that helps people underprivileged folks that are having kind of trouble getting jobs, get uh, jobs in the film and TV industry as production assistants, which is a pretty cool thing. It's obviously like the lowest man on the totem pole. Like you're Mm -hmm. getting people coffee or just like blocking the street or something like that, but it's uh, it's good work and they can end up making a a decent amount of money. So it's a pretty cool thing she's doing Uh, And for a lot of the time uh, during the time when, offices were all closed. She was working from home a lot, but now that we've kind of gone back to, uh, in person working, she's splitting her time for the most part between home a day or two a week. And then at, uh, at her job, which is not too bad because she doesn't really see too many people, but she ends up leaving around like nine, nine 30 and coming back about five or six, depending on her schedule, it could be much earlier and much later or much sooner. It varies quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So that was why it was helpful for me to not have a job because her job is, all across the board. So the the jobs I did have were all kind of, uh, just very like random and I could set my own schedule, but I haven't really had to do that for a while. So we've been hanging out at home and even when she's at home working, like I'm in, I like to call this studio B studio. A is our living room and studio B is our bedroom. Uh, (laughs) and she sits right behind me over there and she has a little desk set up and she'll just sit sit here for hours, come out for a lunch break and then go back in. And it's, uh, i think it was tough at first for the for a little one to kind of grasp the idea that mama was behind the door but she can't like go talk to him yeah or, so it, it, he's gotten pretty good with it now and i think now that he, he's getting a little bit older now he can kind of occupy his own time he doesn't necessarily need to have like his mom right there and i'm it's not like i'm not sitting. i'm sitting right there the whole time for the most part so he's we're we're bonding a lot and we're also also doing some fun stuff but he's more able to do things now his, his attention span is a little bit longer so we can like you, you can uh kind of uh, bribe him with act- activities like like we just uh maybe last month was the first time we took him on the subway and that's mind-blowing if you think about like the scope of it like there's a, st- a subway station around the corner from our apartments maybe maybe three minutes mm-hmm. so the entire time he's been alive for the most part there's been a train that is going underneath his apartment his house so to had that be able to see that and be like wow there's an actual train here like this is the coolest thing on the whole like for a kid <laughs> and granted like it's it, it, certain times of day and and there's certain cars that aren't that, that pleasant to be with and some of them stink a little bit or whatever yeah. else but that but for the most part in, in our neighborhood and the lines that run through us they're not too bad so it's kind of like a fun thing like we'll we'll take the train three or four stops and get out and go to a playground and come back afterwards so we're experimenting with stuff like that and now also because he's learning how to keep his mask on, we can kind of like tell him to keep his mask on because we can go to museums now. Like we've been to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which was fun to kind of walk around. Obviously, he doesn't care about art or anything, and I don't really care about art that much either. But it was <laughs> it was still fun to go. It was a fun uh, it was a fun afternoon. But there's other museums like the American uh, Museum of Natural History with all like the dinosaurs, like the one from uh, Night at the Museum. Like that yeah. whole like like that's a place that you can go. And he's. For some reason, he's super into two things. He's into dinosaurs and uh, farm equipment. Farm equipment. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the most random like, construction stuff, like excavators and things. Like, I don't know what they're preparing kids for, but <laughs> he, he knows. I, and I'm not even kidding you. I, I understand like how dinosaurs came and left, but he for sure knows more about dinosaurs than me outside of like how they left like he knows he knows every single dinosaur it's it's bananas like we'll watch like videos and and he'll know exactly what, it, what what it is and if you'll say something else like if you say like a brontosaurus instead of a brachiosaurus or a diplodocus he'll be like no no and, he, and but but and, and then he'll try to like tell you what it is but they all kind of sound the same but it's yeah. it's I mean, still hilarious yeah yeah he's trying he's trying his best to teach me about dinosaurs but that that ship has sailed
0: i i think it's funny though cuz like i i remember being I think it was for my third birthday. Like I got a whole bunch of like trucks and dirt that I just wanted to play with trucks in the dirt. I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's boys. Maybe it's boys and girls. I don't know. But being that age and you want to just have stuff, pick up other stuff and Mm -hmm. construction vehicles are picking up dirt and rocks and things like that. And that just makes sense to somebody that young. I don't get it. I I did it and I still don't get it.
1: It's just a weird thing, I guess. Maybe like the idea, like, how we were like super into like Voltron or like Power Rangers and these big giant monster machines that kind of combine. Maybe seeing like a tractor is the same equivalent to that. Like it's just like some larger than life machine that we don't quite understand or we're like fascinated by it. Like oh, And this thing moves dirt and can dig holes.
0: (laughs) I think Transformers is is missing something there. Like they should have some kind of like big John Deere tractor or wheat thresher or something that turns into... I don't know something that like can eat a world. I don't know, but
1: well, you know they're they're working on like uh, Transformers 15 or whatever now, so who knows? It could very well be that it could all just be farm equipment. That would be amazing.
0: It would be a, be a cool.
1: It would be a cool switch for sure. I'd rather watch that than some of the ones they put out before. Yeah, I lost interest after too.
0: But if they if they did something like transforming the back forty into <laughs> in, into <laughs> wheat, <laughs> that I could get into. What what's it been like? Because um, I know two and a half is is a, a weird age. I remember when my daughter was was two. From two and a, to two and a half, she grew exponentially in her vocabulary and her maturity. And then from two and a half to three, it doubled. And then from three to four, it's like a kid that you can talk to and reason with. It's a whole new ball game. Um, I have a friend whose whose son is two and a half, and he's very into I want mom all the time, so I imagine that's hard um, for any other parents that are experiencing the same thing. Especially like with you guys, if your son is doing the same thing while you're in the living room with him, and mom's in the bedroom working, and he's not allowed to go in there, and he just wants mom. Um, has it? Have you guys experienced that where he's going to one parent over the other?
1: A little bit. I don't, and I wonder if it's more so because it's mom versus dad, or if it's just because mom's not available as much mm-hmm. or she like is, is off the table. Like he's now he's like approached his like terrible twos and where he's like kind of testing his boundaries. I think now he's like, sort of like, why can't I go hang out with her? Yeah. I, I, w- I don't want to not be able to go hang out with her. I'd rather be there where I'm going to slam on the, on the living on the bedroom door until she opens up or something. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, th- those moments are fleeting and far between for the most part. He, he's pretty content hanging out with either of us. You've, I mean, for the most part, it's just been the two of us. We've had people visit here and there, but it really has been just the two of us. So he hasn't really, I think he's grown pretty strong bonds. I'm assuming all of this, he could tell you something totally different probably. But I feel <laughs> like we have a pretty strong bond where he like he doesn't really mind if it's just me and him for the day.
0: Right. And in my buddy that I, I mentioned before, it's, it's opposite. He is working from home and his son is not allowed to come to where he is working. But when mom's home, she's taking care of him. So maybe that has something to do with it. So, but I mean, she's your wife has been working from home for quite a while. So I, I think if it hasn't manifested like that to where he's strictly like, no, I, I just want dad. Maybe, maybe that's not going to happen. I don't, I don't know that that happens with all kids. I, I don't know. I haven't met all the kids, so I don't,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't met all the kids either. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's because he's it's, this is how it's always been for him. There's never been a time or they that he remembers really where it, where he wasn't around both of us probably for m- majority of the week but I, up until like I said about a month ago when she mm-hmm. started having to go back to work more so like he's always known that she's in there or, or this and that and the other, but i don't I, I don't know how he i mean it's, he seems like he's doing fine with it honestly and it's just how it works out but
0: it kind of feels like we're somewhat getting back to uh some kind of normal so do you have any plans to go back to work um and if so like are you guys gonna is child care going to be a factor in that?
1: My, I would love to go back to work as much as I love hanging out here and kind of focusing on the podcast or whatever else we're doing. I would love to get back and to see other people besides my son and my wife. So for the most part, it's all like, and like our neighbors in our apartment building. But it's not like you see on television. No one talks to their neighbors here. It's all very just like glancing eyes in the hallway but for the most part we just hang out with each other so i'd love to go back and see some of my old co-workers that would be the one stipulation is that if i was going to go back to work it would be to the same job i wouldn't Mm -hmm. want to go back to working in restaurants or anything so once that job becomes available there's only like a few people that knew the ins and outs of that specific a job i can't imagine they wouldn't take me back i've already kind of been in touch with people um one of my bosses he's working now at a restaurant upstate but he's waiting to come back to work as well. It's all just kind of waiting to see when we can be around people because it's all very right. close and hands on. So, but, but yeah, I would totally go back to work if I could. But I, th- um, I think we're going to try to do more, like I said, sort of freelance stuff and kind of things that are a little more open ended. I'm going to try to do some. I don't really know if I want to do it, but I, I think it's a good idea. I'm going to probably do a little bit of podcast editing on Fiverr. I think and maybe do that a little bit oh nice because it's it's it all comes it's all pretty simple when when it comes down to it I don't want to get into like the nitty-gritty of podcast making but uh it would be an easy way to make like a hundred bucks I think so
0: yeah and we can save that for the non-parenting topic which I have a lot of questions for you when it comes to podcasting stuff because I'm very uh virgin in the game but um actually I think that's a good segue we can move on um something not related to parenting something that we do when we're not being a dad or mom something that you do when not being a parent and we've already said it before and everybody already knows. So you guys, uh, you and your wife, Chris, uh, host a podcast podcast called Christmas time in the city. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, we started the pod. Well, she had wanted to do a podcast a long time ago. Uh, At one point she, before she worked at her current job, she worked at a prop shop. So, uh, all kinds of random things would come in around her and she, and she started bringing home like microphones and mic stands and like XLR cables. And we had no idea what to do with any of it. And they all kind of just sat there for a while. Uh, and then once she got pregnant and she had a kid for a while, we just, we were like, it's 24 seven dealing with him. But then we found out that once he started sleeping through the night at around like eight, eight thirty, we had the entire night open and we couldn't do anything. We couldn't really go anywhere. Like if, back in our normal life, beforehand we would go out and, we had some pretty crazy epic nights in the city doing this, that, and the other, all kinds of de- debauchery. But now we're stuck in the apartment. We don't have anything to do or talk about. So we started uh, in about October or so, which is I think when our his first Christmas was kind of approaching at that point. And we were just kind of pumped about the idea of having like a Christmas with him. And we were so excited. We were like teeming over the edge with excitement that we decided we would do a podcast <laughs> about New York City. Just so we can more or less just talk about how excited we were about that Christmas. And it, it blossomed into there's other things and it's a it's a constant evolution and progression the podcast what it is when it first started it it's a 300 and actually 180 it would or it's totally different than what it is yeah which which is nice because if it's not evolving and you're not doing different things then it's probably not gonna be as fun but that's what we ended up doing and uh we've been doing it for this is our third christmas we're coming into now yep. and it's been tons of fun we're seasonally relatively popular with that whatever that means but like so Mm -hmm. around uh thanksgiving to the 26th our numbers are like joe rogan numbers where it's like i should quit my job (laughs) and do this full time but then the 26th comes and everyone forgets about christmas and it's just like the hardest drop off you've ever seen and then it kind of rides that wave until around october again and it kind of piddles up
0: well i listened to to your show um it was it was a little while ago for when you guys were doing, um, Halloween. Cause Justin had, had told me about, about you guys in uh Christmas time in the city podcast. And, and I said, well, well that's kind of a, a niche podcast. Like how do they survive throughout the year? So I listened and I heard the the Halloween one and just how it is up there in the fall and the different activities that you guys can do. It's, it's similar to down here. I mean, you've lived down here already, so you kind of know what it is like down here. It's summer for 50 weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never lived outside of Florida. I've I've been I was born and grew up down here, and hopefully that's going to change in the next couple of months. But let's save that for another day. Um, But I think it would be really fun to see the different seasons and how things are are different up there in, in the Northeast and just anywhere else around the country where it's not just you know palm trees and sunshine for forever. But I listened to that show and I and I was like, man, I I I think that it would be so much fun getting up to the Christmas time and, you know, the fall leading into Christmas and, and all that. And unfortunately I've, I've never been able to experience that. We've gotten a couple of cold friends here and there if we're lucky and gets down to the fifties on a, the coldest day.
1: Yeah. I remember waiting for when I was in high school, waiting for the bus on, on those colder mornings in like January or February where people would have their starter jackets on and we'd be yep. all bundled up, but but then by lunchtime, <laughs> everyone was totally stripped. Like it was it was back to being like 75, 80, and humid, and just like, oh man. Well, I guess that was that was winter.
0: I guess this beanie that I wore this morning is going into yeah. garbage. I'm not going to use it for <laughs> an,
1: another year. But that's one of the things though, as far as uh, that's one of the things as far as the seasons and seasons uh, changing. I spent most of my summers, at least a month or so, uh, every summer when I was growing up and christmas with my uh family in illinois around chicago so i had a very different sort of experience for for that time of year so i I would see snow almost every year or i I would when we would come in like especially like beginning of the season for december it would just there would still be uh leaves changing and so we start to see that kind of stuff so it wasn't so out of the question for me but my wife on the other hand a similar situation where she's she was from uh Down south and like she would live there forever until we moved to Orlando and now here and now she would never want to go anywhere anywhere else back down there. And I think we've kind of decided now that if we were to move out of Brooklyn where we live now, it would probably be somewhere where we at least be like an hour or two away from the city just so we can still come on and, and bring him to do fun things at museums and stuff, or just kind of be around the city. Cause it does, it does very much feel like home now. And like an hour, hour, two hours out from Manhattan, you're, you could be in a completely different area. Like you could be in mountains. You can, there's all kinds of crazy stuff around here that you really don't see too much of because you only see a very narrow scope of what New York and New York city is, but New York is gigantic. Yeah. Well, I
0: only saw snow for the first time last year when I was in Denver and that was like, early October and it was on the floor and it wasn't snowing. I've never actually seen snow falling. I've never seen the leaves change. So I'm really excited to see that at some point soon, but I have no idea because I'm in this very narrow scope of South Florida that I don't know what it's like to experience anywhere else. Really. Um, New York is, is very weird for me because it seems like such an intimidating place to visit. And I am very much so happy in my comfort zone but from everybody that I've ever talked to, they say that they love New York and that I just need to get over that to go and visit it. But I would like to know a little bit about the city itself, because you say you live in Brooklyn and Manhattan. I know that it's you know, a different borough. I know a little bit about it, but I really don't know anything really about outside of that, about living in New York. You as a South Florida and Florida boy, what has it been like for you and, and your experience going to, to New York? And what is that like?
1: It's it was it was it was definitely a situation where I grew up for sure here. Like I I even I I moved here when I was twenty nine. So like I didn't really I was more or less an adult at that point. But coming here and dealing with this intense, like for lack of a better word, it was for sure a struggle because it's very difficult to live here, especially when you first move here. And uh, it's everything's very expensive. And if you don't have like a safety net or something, you're you're really in trouble. So there, were, so there were definitely times and months and even like probably a couple years where like we were like having a hard time. And slowly you start to come out of that and you start to do more and more. And, you, and, and that's when you start to really kind of explore. And it's been the last maybe four or five years that we've actually tried to like get out and see a little bit more of the city than we did previously. When I first started uh, looking for jobs here. Like I said, I have a background in culinary arts. So I was trying to find restaurants and I couldn't really find a restaurant that really fit me. And like, I was, I knew that I was worth more than they were offering, which is the case here because they, they can get anyone to work for peanuts more or less. Yeah. And so I, I switched over, or I pivoted slightly into food trucks. And so I started working on a bunch of different food trucks and because I had a driver's license here, which almost no one here has driver's licenses. Yeah. It's. I, I was like, I was king. I was making tons of cash. <laughs> I was only getting uh, taxed like ten percent, so I was bringing home like thousands of dollars in cash every other week. It was just nuts. It was a crazy time, but I had no time to spend any of it. So I was just working constantly. I was driving all over the city, going all going out to the Hamptons and this and that to do all kinds of other events. Uh, while we're on the subject of a, a, a very brief geography lesson. The, yes, please, because yeah, I know nothing. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair. Uh the Hamptons is a very rich, affluent neighborhood on uh, the very, very east of Long Island. Long Island is like attached to Queens and Brooklyn. It's just mm-hmm. it, it's just like where people end up living when they get older. I guess they, they move. If, if you don't move to like the villages or something, you move to Long Island. Okay. And uh if you go out super far, that's when you start to have like celebrities like Paul McCartney has a place in the Hamptons, this and that. Uh, and then there's then as far as the the boroughs, there's starting from up north, there's the Bronx, which is pretty nice. There's uh, the uh, Brooklyn, or, sorry, the Bronx Zoo, which is really nice. The Botanical Garden up there. There's a lot more greenery than, than you probably think because the Bronx sounds like a hardcore place that you hear like in like rap songs and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. There's
1: certainly that, that kind of area, but from, it's a lot nicer than that then there's manhattan which is what people kind of assume is all what new the york city? city is but that's for, for anyone that lives in in new york city calls manhattan the city right. um, and then there's queens and brooklyn where we live Bro- brooklyn is the most populated uh borough in, in new york city in the five boroughs uh by far it's much bigger and then there's staten island so staten island is it's a you can only get to it by ferry or by car on the, a, on the, a, tr on the a, on a bridge. There's no walkway or anything. So you're for the most part, they don't want a lot of people from stat, from people from Brooklyn going into Staten Island. It's very, very residential. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, I know cop, I think copland was like in New Jersey. Do you remember copland with uh, Sylvester Stallone? Was that Sylvester Stallone? I think it was. I have no idea what you're talking about. So sure. Copland, Copland was a movie <laughs> about uh, cops. Obviously, I think it was Sylvester Stallone. He, he put on a, quite a bit of weight for the movie. And it just it, it, was, it was about how basically all the cops lived off island. So they none of the cops in Manhattan live, live in Manhattan. They live in Staten Island or, or Jersey City or something like that. So that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of what it is. It's a lot of like uh, police officers and law enforcement. And it's more residential than some of the fast paced stuff of like Brooklyn. And New York. Um, Manhattan or Queens or something is Queens and Brooklyn,
0: uh, very residential, like not with the high rises and stuff like that, or is it still very, um, residential, like with kind of like the sub suburbs of like South Florida, like what I'm used to.
1: Sure. Th- the further you get away from the East river, uh, because there's a river that runs on the West side, uh, that's the Hudson river of Manhattan. And then on the East river of Man- is uh, East river. If if the closer you are to the East River on, in Brooklyn or Queens, you're gonna have like Long Island City or like downtown Brooklyn, and there's high rises there because it's now like Manhattan is spreading out into the boroughs like that.
0: Mm-hmm. But if
1: you go further out, like where I'm at, I live in a relatively residential area. I live in, a, in an apartment building, but it's very residential. There's mostly houses over here. There's not a whole lot of high rises. And the same can be same's true for like uh, once you get out a little bit more east into Queens and. And if you get north into the Bronx as well, sort of the same thing. So there's a lot of area that's not like the city that you probably think it is. But
0: Gotcha. I kind of want to get back to the Christmas theme of the show. Um, Have you guys been, since you have lived up there for a little while, prior to kids or prior to your son and and with your son, have you guys been to different areas of the different boroughs and things uh, for uh, Christmas-related activities? Like like Times Square and um, Rockefeller Center is what, I think of because that's what I see in every single movie ever um, for Christmas and, and things like that. But are there other things in the other boroughs that you guys have ever been to?
1: Yeah. I mean, when we first moved here, it was, that was what we did. We would uh, go to places that we had seen and were familiar with on television. So we would, we would find ourselves just hanging out at Rockefeller center and we lived probably 45 minutes from there on train, but we would just do that or go to times square and we would kind of, Branch out a little bit here and there, but for a, the first few years, if we ever did anything, it was mostly just going to places that we had seen and been to like on vacations and stuff. And so we'd, we'd been to the tree lighting ceremonies a couple times at Rockefeller Center. And we I don't know how it was on accident, but we accidentally ended up walking uh, down towards Times Square on January 31st, like not even realizing in our heads that it was New Year's Eve. Because in, in New Year's Eve and time, December 31st. Or January. January. oh Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, December. I had no idea. Okay. I, I, I was like, what the hell happens on January 31st? I don't have a job anymore, so day, day? days are fluid to me. <laughs> <laughs> the calendar is just a just a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, but on New Year's Eve, we ended up walking towards Times Square. And uh, during like the normal times, there's like a million people there. Like in just yeah. like a, this like small little area of space. So like you, you we, we maybe got like... 10 blocks away from Times square and at that point it was packed like you oh, couldn't Jesus. get any closer than that and, and it was the same sort of situation we went to go see the first time we went to go see the rockefeller center christmas tree lighting we ended up standing on a side street and they had a, a big projector television there and they were playing all uh, the uh musical performances and mariah carey and this and that and then mm-hmm. right when they were going to do the countdown they uh did i was like five four three and then the screen went black oh and so, like, there's, we're. Dick it's, it's probably like three thousand people, like, standing around us in the side street. They all just went, "Oh!" And then you could, and, and and a couple of seconds later, you could see, off of the reflection of the lights around the, all the other buildings, the Christmas tree go on. Oh. And they so, like, "Oh man, that, that's not great." So like, we start pushing forward, and there's uh, police officers there saying, "Like, you're not going to see the, the, the tree today. Turn it back around." And there's just like a, three thousand people all at once for like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> so we all just kind of decided we were going to go. and it's like it's, it's nothing like malicious. We just want to walk by the Christmas tree. Yeah. And, and so and th- that was what ended up doing. We ended up walking by. A couple years later, we were lucky enough to get a more VIP uh, view of the lighting, which was nice. and that was through Kristen's job. Uh, we were inside one of the buildings in Rockefeller Center, so we, and there was like hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And while we were sitting there, we were kind of looking out where we were the, a couple years before, like, man, it was really shitty over there. It's way yeah. better over here inside where there's like prosciutto Peasants. and stuff. Yeah. Look at these people <laughs> not even drinking warm wine.
0: <laughs> like I'm so against large crowds and trying to fight the commotion and stuff. That's why I feel like I would not do well in New York. I any anywhere near New York, anywhere near you know, the northeast. I, I don't think that I would do do well up there because I don't like crowds. I don't like the the go go go. I'm very I'm very chill. Um, I'm go, go, go for the suburbs. But in the mo- for the most part, I'm very chill. I don't like crowds. I don't like the fast paced everything. So all that sounds like my nightmare. And if <laughs> if if and when my wife listens to this, she's she's going to be like, well, this isn't helping my case to go see the, the tree lighting at all. It's, it's kind of pushing,
1: <laughs> pushing my point. Well, I, I, I will say that if you were, I would probably have skipped the tree lighting ceremony, but you could easily come through here on like a Monday. Like I was over by Rockefeller Center yesterday. And granted, it's not really Christmas yet, but there was hardly anybody there. Like yeah. there, there are points when there's no one there. But the problem is people like to come at these times when there's like a lot going on, like the tree yeah. lightings or like New Year's, Eve. New Year's Eve and those those things. It's crazy. Like if, or, or if you like, there was one time we ended up going um, to Coney Island on the 4th of July just to, to check out the hot dog eating contest. And that mm-hmm. ended up being a huge thing. That's gotta be super packed too. That was that was insane. That was so busy. But the funny thing was, as soon as it was, it was over, the it almost immediately disappeared. Like it was so it was it was so <laughs> empty that we went in, inside Nathan's and ordered hot dogs with no weight. Wow. It, like everyone left like immediately after That's it was wild. over. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like superficial
0: that like people are there for the the very the very well-known things like the tree lighting and the and the ball dropping and the hot dog eating contest that people are there for what people are known for. And then once it's over, it's like, all right, I got my pictures. Now it's, I'm going to go home and post about it or or whatever the case is. Like, which is fine. Like that people want to want to say that they were there and that, and I get it totally. Okay. I get it. But I feel like for me, it's a little bit superficial. Like if you're saying that the tree in Rockefeller center is very
1: dead, uh, when do they like oh i don't even know when do they like the tree they the tree is arriving next week from new hampshire i think it'll probably be the first week in december they don't think they've officially announced when but it's usually the first week of december and then it's up up until like maybe like the first or second week in january so there's plenty of time to come see it like when after like the big pomp and circumstance thing happens
0: yeah so like second week of december it's probably very low-key especially middle of the week For sure. Like that, that I'm about like, I'll go and see it. I'll stand there for a few minutes, wherever Kevin McAllister stood, you know, in Home Alone 2, my wife would get a great kick out of that. And I, I could
1: use that to not go and see the lighting ceremony. The ceremony too, I think it's going to eat up a big chunk of your time while you're here. Cause it takes like, if if you do get a spot where you actually see the, the tree, you're, you're pretty much investing the evening and being there, much like if you go to, I, I can't imagine you'd want to go to Times Square for the ball drop, but those people have been there like since the, that morning, just like sitting in that one spot oh, no, for like absolutely. twelve hours, which is it's absolutely not something I would do, it, considering that there have been years where it's been like ten degrees there and people are still just oh. hanging out, get trying to get a glimpse of Ryan Seacrest or whoever's there now.
0: Yeah, no, and I could care less. I remember there was a couple of years ago, um, my daughter, I think, was uh she had just turned one and we put her to bed she was sleeping all night at that point and i set up a whole nice thing where i had like steak dinner like that i cooked and everything and we were in the pool at i don't know it was maybe 80 degrees outside on new year's eve and we were in the pool we had already had dinner we had a bottle of wine and the candles and everything watching the ball drop and i'm like i would take this a hundred times over instead of being in the crowd where it's freezing and just a bunch of people and fighting to get there and waiting all day. I said, I will take this any day of the week. Absolutely. Uh, Is there anything else about the podcast that you want to put out? I feel like this is kind of Christmassy. It's kind of like, should I go to New York or not? Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) that was the intention with the podcast. And especially with this, this, this last year of episodes, we've been trying to figure out more ways to make it. So it's not just the two of us talking to each other about like what, if, if lady a is going to come and sing at the rockefeller tree lighting ceremony or something uh we, we've decided to have guests on we've had guests on that are from christmas podcasts we've had guests that are uh from new york we haven't had guests that were absolutely not from new york we have we have, actually the uh the guy that I was waiting to hear from for this week he finally got back to me today but he's uh he's an actor on a, on a tv show but he also did oh, okay. he also did broadway so i was like so I was like. I really want to have this guy on the podcast because like he has a pretty good, like he he played like Buddy the Elf on Broadway. Uh, We've been trying to do things with the podcast where we were able to kind of inject information into people somehow. Like Mm -hmm. if you were considering coming to New York City and you maybe wanted to know how many acres uh, Central Park is or maybe just like if you're worried that it's mostly like smelly garbage town in New York City and and to know that there is like a lot of trees and there's there's a lot more parks than you probably are aware of that's kind of a cool thing. We kind of poke fun at some of the stereotypes of New York city as well with like the, all right, we have a segment on the podcast that we've been doing where we talk about different, uh, nine one one alerts that are, mm-hmm. that are coming up through the, through the city. And some of them are like pretty ridiculous, like, um, man dressed, like, like Batman standing on top of building. And it's just like <laughs> the, the craziest stuff happens here. And, and if, if you, what are you doing here? This <laughs> isn't Gotham. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so if, if we can kind of inject that kind of like humor into it and kind of create an idea of, of New York city, it's a little bit more different than what they're probably used to. Then that's awesome. And if they want to come up to hang out in New York city for Christmas, that's great. I would say as far as like home alone too, is like our bread and butter. Every, like everyone yeah. likes talking about home alone too. We uh, during our first year we did, I think it's about an eight minute episode where we broke down how far everything away was from each other. And how much running he would have had to? it was like 12 miles oh yeah it was ridiculous but um we have a lot of feedback from home alone too and uh it's just something that kind of permeates all of our episodes so if we're able to kind of go and talk about home alone too and we can like we're doing now we're doing youtube videos where we're showing like what the plaza really looks like or we're going through central park to find where like the pigeon lady is or whatever else yeah so like if we can show showcase that kind of stuff then that's that's awesome and i like back to the home alone two thing real quick it's funny because uh like i said my wife and i and y- yourself are from south florida which is right. where the McAllisters end up on in home alone two. And, uh yeah the, uh, yeah and part they go to, it, oh, was, they go it was it was in paris, paris the first, in the first one, one and the second one it was yeah they, they go to miami. miami and it was raining the entire time and it was they're more or less miserable and kevin ends up in new york city and so it, it, i'm there was uh, a while back a few years ago where someone in our family was asking us, like, are you ever going to come down to South Florida for Christmas? We're like, why would we do that? Like any, any other time of year would be, would be acceptable, but there's certainly no chance. It was like such a bad idea that it was like, where the McAllisters is got dumped and home alone too. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a bit <laughs> <laughs> and not to say that it's not fun if you live there. Like I had a lot of really fun Christmases when I was a little bit older after I stopped going to visit my family there. And it's all about who you're hanging out with anyway. So if you can have fun doing something for Christmas, that's fun. But in a larger scope of it, I would much rather be somewhere like, like here than like at my mom's house.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like I've spent every single Christmas down here in South Florida. Like it's, I know nothing else, but from everything that I've seen in film, it's there's so much more potential to have a white Christmas or some kind of more familial Christmas, and like you know, with with sweaters and just going outside putting up lights, and it's cold, like being the Clark the Clark Griswold trying to put up lights, and and I, I mean I know it's a little bit cliche, but I literally just did that yesterday putting up the tree, and uh and my wife is sitting on the couch. And my son is climbing up the ladder where, where I'm on trying to put the star on. And my daughter is saying, you know, why haven't you put the star on already? Like put the star on. I want to see what it looks like. And I'm like, I I can't wait for some Jack Daniels. (laughs) So I I feel very much so like Clark Griswold in that. So, and I kind of like relate to that, but I don't have that cold. Like the only cold that I'm getting is from the air conditioning being 75. Like I go outside and I'm sweating, getting the mail. So I would love to, to be in a setting where, I'm wearing a, a wool jacket and a hat, just having that real Christmas feel instead of, you know, s- sweating on, on Christmas day. Yeah,
1: Wearing shorts or whatever it is.
0: And uh, I've, I don't think I've ever worn, worn pants in on Christmas day ever. That,
1: that, 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 that's a fun thing then, because you're in a position where you have the option to get, to do other things for Christmas. Like we're now, especially now that we have a podcast. It's just like impossible for us to think about doing anything else for Christmas, but if we lived like in the middle of nowhere, it wouldn't be that hard to, to, to think about maybe like spending a week in New York City and checking out Christmas up up here or going to like Alaska or anywhere else. You can go to like fin- yeah. Finland or whatever and see all these different versions of Christmas and how they celebrate it. We, we talked to someone on our podcast that the episode isn't coming out until like later in December, but you'll probably be, if you're listening to this, you can listen to it in a week or so. Uh, he's from New Zealand and his Christmases are like totally different. Like, like it's summertime there for Christmas. So it's crazy. And like, I, I was, I was so fascinated with the idea of, I, 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 I felt so, so so silly asking him, but I asked him if they put icicle lights up on their house. Like so I couldn't fathom, like, w- w- would you do that? Like, would you still se- yeah. would you celebrate like a winter Christmas no, somewhere no, it's where it's like, question. yeah. And he went through all he's like, yeah, it's, we, we celebrate sort of more traditional, like American or English Christmases in that regard. But like, they'll go have like a picnic at the beach on Christmas Day, which is just like, yeah, which like I can almost relate to. But like I like it's an extreme version of South Florida, I think. But there's so many different versions of Christmas. Like, I wouldn't mind doing that. It's like a 19 hour flight, though. So I probably wouldn't want to go to New Zealand. <laughs> but I mean, there's places I'd love to go to check out eventually.
0: Well, that makes me think of two things. One, um, Olaf's Christmas, Christmas adventure, where he goes and talks in like in his song, he does all the different themes and traditions of what people do, which I'm going to get into on, on the next episode. Stay tuned. Um, but the other thing is on Bluey, where it takes place in Australia and it's hot and the Christmas episode is called Christmas Swim. And they're all in the pool. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's wild that it's that Florida is very much so like uh, Australia in on December twenty fifth. It's it's crazy. Um, by the way, Bluey, if you haven't watched Bluey, is fantastic. I I feel like I'm inadequate uh, compared to the dad.
1: <laughs> I we're we're trying to get back into Bluey. He was into Bluey for a while. Uh, we're we're, we're on to Mickey Mouse currently. It'll probably go back to cars and then every once in a while, he'll dip his toe into Blippi, but we always try to pull him out because oh. I can't deal with Blippi. And now I there's like, now there's him. like two Blippies, like there that there's, there's like a younger Blippi, which I don't understand what they're doing. And it's, it's such a bizarre thing. I just, I, I don't want to, and I don't want to watch some grown man go down and jump down to a ball pit and around some other children. It just seems very strange to me. You know, it
0: going back to a, a parenting, uh, uh, scope of things um we were letting our our daughter watch youtube for for a long time but we were very closely monitoring everything that she was watching um it was all like katie's classroom which i love um she it's it's educational she's very good with kids i love katie's classroom she was also uh watching like super simple and all the the songs they're they're very repetitive and that's what they like and i get it super simple Great. And then it got into like Coco Melon. I'm like, okay, kids like it. It's a little annoying, but I can deal with it. And then Super JoJo, I'm like, it's more annoying, but it's kind of like Coco Melon. Okay. And then she got into like Blippy. And I said, no, I'm done. Yeah. No more YouTube. This, because, because she would just sit there and watch and be a zombie watching kids play with other toys or watching Blippy go into like playgrounds and stuff. And I said, no, absolutely not. You're, you're not learning anything. It's mindless. And I would rather you go play with toys than watch kids play with other toys, which to be fair is kind of hypocritical for me because we watch football mm-hmm. instead of going out to play football. We watch Twitch instead of going to play video games ourselves. I get it. But at this age in their development, it's a whole nother game. So I, I put my foot down there. My, uh, my patriarchal foot down. I said, no more YouTube. So Um, She hasn't watched YouTube since uh, uh, since my son was born, which was 11 months ago. Um, When my wife and I were both home for, you know, an extended period of time, we completely did away with YouTube and all all together. And it's been fine. She she asked about it. She I know she watches it at grandma's, but I can only do so much. So
1: what we've been doing with his he he has a tablet that we. We we let him use when we're on the, when we're, t- we're we're driving places or like for maybe a half hour an hour before he goes to bed or something just to kind of occupy him while we kind of straighten up after dinner things like that. But a lot of times what we'll do, especially in the car, is we won't put it on Wi-Fi. We'll just have like a bunch of stuff already downloaded onto it from YouTube. Yeah. That way we can make sure that there's it's only going to be like a certain number of videos or types of videos that he watches. But like there there are things that he ends up watching that we have like every. When we when we do have it on Wi-Fi, say we're doing something on, or we want to watch like uh, like a, something on like Disney Plus or something. Eventually, he'll like start kind of scrolling in and doing all kinds of other stuff. But we, so we'll have to go through and kind of like remove from the history and like block yeah. those specific things. And it's it just how it goes, I guess. Mm-hmm. We try to just just try to be be careful about it. But he certainly doesn't like need it all the time, which is helpful. Because I've seen people like kids that are just like they need to have screen time like twenty four seven, and he's pretty good about. Yeah sitting around and coloring and playing with cars and stuff, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I want to go into our next segment,
0: which is tell me a story. I want you, Chris, to tell me a story. Could be parenting, non-parenting, anything that you want. Tell me a story.
1: I'm going to tell you and your listeners a story about the first time that we took our little one to meet Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, this was it, was it. Was a fun time growing up. The only times I had I've ever seen Santa Claus were either at like church things or um, at the mall. Like I mean, in the middle of the mall, they have a little strange setup with a bunch of just like cotton everywhere and sure all that all that stuff. But we uh, we'd wanted to go to Macy's to go at uh, the, the 34th Street Macy's to do like the whole like Santa Land experience for a long time. But it felt really strange to do that as adults without a kid. So as soon as we have, I'm sorry. Is that where like Miracle on 34th Street a, comes? Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's um, okay. uh, Macy's on 34th Street. It's uh, the what Gimbels and the Elf was supposed to be. Gimbels, right. Gimbels was a real place, it was a real department store, but they used the name Gimbels because they couldn't use the right, use you couldn't use Macy's. So, right. uh, but yeah, it's just like that. They film inside of Macy's for like the escalator scenes and stuff. It's like eleven floors. It's this giant. The whole block is Macy's, and inside okay. Macy's they have it's called Santa Land, and uh, Santa Land is surprisingly very similar to what the Santa area was in in, in Elf. It's a windowless sort of area, like um, almost like a storage area. They've retrofitted to make it into like a children's like play area, and there's fun things to to do, and there's elves you can talk to. And then they have a series of santas for different different kids so they could all hang out with us with a santa that kind of aligns with with, what they're into or who they are which is great because it gives kids that may not have the opportunity to meet certain santas an opportunity to meet like uh, santa that they may uh relate to a little bit more which is cool but uh so we we got to macy's in the afternoon i think we did it around November because we were going to consider, yeah, we were going to use the picture for our Christmas cards that year. So we wanted to go early as we can and we went in November and made reservations and it's a whole big thing. And the, the reservations were supposed to alleviate a lot of problems, which they normally are supposed to do, but that hardly ever seems to be the case with reservations in general. So we get there and they say, all right, line up in this line here and you end up lining up and going through these essentially like employee corridors in the back of this department store and they painted the walls green and whatever else and tried to make it look like it was like fun but it was definitely like the back area yeah and we were in that line for probably 45 minutes or so and it's it's a very it was a very slow line for the most part at least it felt slow because of all the people around us and it's a lot of those people that you see like out doing like influencer pictures with their kids, like hanging out, like just yeah. like the kid doesn't want to be there. Don't you don't need to like hang out by like by the beach just so you can get a picture of you and your child and and just like uh, <laughs> just like tag like the shampoo that you use in it or something. But uh, it's so it was a lot of like over zealous uh, parents. this is what it felt like maybe compared to what we were because we're we're pretty down to earth so like all that stuff seems so foreign to us like moms were doing their makeup and trying to make make themselves look like as as good as they possibly could for the opportunity (sighs) to get a picture next and that's not what santa's about that's not what christmas is really about i mean not at all i get the idea of wanting to look nice for pictures but i mean like it's something you don't need to like you don't need to do contouring or something you don't need to have like a whole face of makeup on you can just it just seems strange but whatever it's not my deal if people feel comfortable with that i'm not gonna like I'm not going to harp on it too much, but it was a lot of that waiting in line. So we we finally get into the the first area that is Santa Land. And it's themed uh, amazingly. There's a big tree in the middle with a face that kind of talks. It reminded me of like the playground and McDonald's back in the day. Yes. Where you're like, I I don't know if anyone did anyone else climb on top of the tree? I have like vivid Uh, memories. Yeah, I I have vivid memories of climbing on top of the, the trees there, like just like abusing all of the the playground equipment they had here i'm sure I'm sure that's why it's gone because people were just like breaking their legs constantly
0: this is why we can't have nice things yeah
1: and so we were going through that and they, they, there's uh elves there they're just kind of for the most part they're they're i, I don't want to say out of work actors because they're working as elves but it's just yeah. people like kind of like fake building things and you walk next to them and they're like hey how are you like i'm making this for some kid and you can watch them like just like hammer like some like peg into something for uh, repeatedly over and over again and flip it and undo it uh and so we went through that and that was a whole other process and there's always other picture opportunities and stuff and they're always just selling you stuff like it's like well you, afterwards you can buy a flash drive with all the pictures on it for like 50 bucks like mm. i don't want to do that we shouldn't let made with a flash drive and so uh we, we we finally get to meet our santa and this is our first year meeting santa with a kid or like seeing a kid react to santa So as soon as we come around the corner, they have like a setup. So it's there's no doors. It's just a corner. You kind of turn and suddenly you're in like his little workshop and he's sitting on a chair and uh, my wife comes in with uh, with our son. And the first thing Santa says is point him the other point in the other direction. And we're just like, what? Like thinking like, what is he talking about? (laughs) So we're thinking like maybe it's like a surprise thing or something. And so she kind of disregarded it and walked up to him and the baby goes like crazy because the baby's like, what is this like? caricature of a thing like I've seen like (laughs) on like my ornaments in the Christmas tree or like like cartoon like versions of him like suddenly there's this real life life life-size thing that's like almost terrifying and so he starts kind of tripping out a little bit and he says and that Santa says again like just have him look over there for a few seconds so he doesn't see me because if he sees me he's gonna go crazy and obviously he said it in a like all the Santas at the Macy's at least that Macy's are like 100 percent Santa like, yeah. when they, like when they when they clock in, like they, you can't talk to them as not Santa. Like I've, I've, I read a book that um, David Sedaris wrote about his experience as an elf there. And he said it's like, they're like almost crazy. Like the, like the Santa's there, like they'll, re, they'll talk to the elves, like they're actual elves and be like, little elf, give me my hot chocolate. And like, it's your job to go get this guy who's got the white beard hot chocolate for some reason, because he makes a little bit more than you and it's a different costume. <laughs> but like they're like Character yeah, director. I like, yeah, it. they're hardcore fully into the role. They're very into it. Uh, they're trying to get rehired for the next season. I'm sure. But whatever, whatever the case may be, like they're, they're super into it, but they know exactly how to deal with it. And so like the thing that he, like, if we had listened to him originally, or if maybe someone had come and tell come and told us like, Hey, when you come in, just have the baby facing away from Santa. So you can get a good picture first. And then you can have him look at the Santa and kind of like get that image as well. So yeah. our Christmas our Christmas pictures ended up being him. Like uh, our, our kid like kind of staring at Santa in disbelief, which is still a fun <laughs> picture. Like, but it was definitely sure. not the picture that I think maybe we were hoping for or thought we were going to get, but it just, it, whenever you start hoping for stuff like that, it's, it's inevitably not going to work out the way you want it to. So you have to be happy with what you got. And obviously it was not, it was a fun day and we got to meet Santa Claus and experience that thing. We hadn't been able to do without feeling really like self conscious being two adults going to meet Santa especially in an environment like that. So it was, a, it was a really fun time. And so, we, and that really, that point we were already doing the podcast, but it for sure, like just like solidified the idea that Christmas here is awesome. And we need to explore it more. And that's what we've been doing ever since. Yeah. Have you guys been back? What wait, was that last Christmas? That was two Christmases ago. And then last Christmas, I, they were doing a uh, virtual, I think maybe they oh, were yeah. last Christmas. They were also different. doing, uh, like distanced santa experiences i'm not sure if they were doing it at macy's but it was like a plexiglass uh thing that yeah. you so you'd, you'd be like six feet away from santa and he'd be like on his sleigh with plexiglass in front of him and that was it but that, that, that seems so artificial and weird that we're like i don't want to do I, <laughs> no. I i definitely don't want to have like a zoom chat with santa claus and i for sure don't want to look at him like he's in the back of a taxi cab or something
0: no it's so weird to see those pictures of kids in front of the glass which you can see the glare Mm -hmm. in the photo like okay (laughs) i guess santa is magical but he's not magical enough not to catch covid i guess (laughs) oh man thank you all so much for listening to the episode uh i hope you guys have a great start to the christmas season as we do with every episode i like to give my guests the last words for every show so chris if you have any last words go
1: ahead I mean, outside of all the Christmas stuff and Christmas cheer and whatever this and that and the other, I think it's, I mean, I think a lot of people have probably already echoed it, but it's just the sentiment of being, being a good person. I, th- I think it's important to be a nice person. I, I think that I've been kind of trying to instill in myself, and I, hopefully when my son's able to kind of understand a little bit more, I hope to kind of instill it in him. But the idea that uh, it's good to be polite, just in general. Like it's sometimes it's hard for people to be nice to people for some reason, but you can at least like feign politeness and just try to be cordial to people. I think that's a good start. And then if being nice to someone kind of comes from that, that's great. But I think it's important that we people that we as people try to be polite to each other. It's it's the very least that we can do. So so many times now you see people just like arguing for the sake of arguing and just like can we just not argue about like, for, for example, I listen to uh, a lot of 60s music on Sirius Satellite Radio. And this is a huge thing right now in like the our Facebook chats. I don't really partake in the Facebook chats too much, but they change the 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 dial number from 6 to 73. And people are losing their mind about it. It's like the worst <laughs> thing. And it's and all people love that. It's for the most part. i mean, like, I'm probably the minority, like being under 60 listening to that music. But it's <laughs> these crotchety people that are just like, need something to complain about. And if, if you have any other like if, if you say like, hey, it's OK, it's going to be fine. It's still 70, 73. You can like they'll get like they'll like get argumentative with you. Like I'm allowed to have my opinion. I don't I'm going to cancel my account. You're this and that and the other. It's like, listen, I'm just trying to tell you that it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Just it's OK. You don't have to stress out. I and mean, people are just like need things to like argue about. I think a lot of that could be alleviated if we simply just be polite to each other. So let's try to be polite.
0: It doesn't hurt you at all. To be nice. Good night, everybody. Good night, daddy. Good night,
1: baby.